Psalm 37. And we'll be reading the whole psalm for your hearing. We'll only be considering that of the first 11 verses. Psalm 37, beginning with verse number 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut, up, cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently Consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever." They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgment. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. 
The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yea, he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. Because they trust in Him. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of this psalm. We're living in that of dark and difficult days. The wickedness of man, uh, it would seem, has gotten worse. We commented on this back a couple weeks ago, I believe. It would seem that man's sinfulness uh, is uh, greater than what it was perhaps in the past. And yet, uh, uh, we would say to you that man's depravity is no different from that of man's depravity in that of the beginning. It's just that it's more out in the open. There's more uh, human beings that live on that of the planet Earth. Uh, and the news, uh, it goes around the world in seconds. And so people on the other side of the world, they know what we're doing uh, uh, in just a few seconds. They know that of the evil that's going on in uh, that of our daylight. Uh, and they then do it in the nighttime over there. Yes, we are living in that of terrible days. We're told in Genesis 6 that God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That's the problem. That's the problem. And it's been the problem ever since the Garden of Eden. Perhaps one of the greatest riddles is the seeming prosperity of the wicked. As you look around the world in which we live in, it seems like those that do the worst things, that they are the ones that seemingly are getting ahead. Or they're the ones that are the rich and the famous. Isn't that so? And all times, all times they go unpunished. Note, I said to you, it seems, it seems like they are getting ahead. But I say to you, that's not the case. And that's what the psalmist would have us understand. 
The psalmist would under, have us to understand that it may seem like the wicked, uh, that they are like that of the big bay tree uh, with that of its uh, branches and its leaves. You know, sprawl, sprawling out. Uh, and uh, prosperous. But that's not the case. No. But it does rid of us to some extent. And it's only as we hear the psalmist in Psalm 73 speak that we find the answer or or an answer by someone other than that of the psalm before us. Asap, the psalmist of Psalm 73, said his feet were almost gone. His steps had well nigh slipped. For he was envious at the foolish when he saw the prosperity of the wicked. He saw the prosperity of the wicked, the anguish of the righteous. And he says, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God and then understood I their end. Their end. Who is he talking about? What, What is he talking about? He's talking about that of the end of the wicked. That of their final end. A few moments this morning, I want us to think about this puzzle that is found not only in Psalm 73 uh, expressed, but also here in the psalm which is before us and the answers that are given to us with regards to this very issue. In verse number 1, the psalmist says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. The first thing that the psalmist tells us here is to fret not. Don't be fretful or envious of evildoers. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. The word fret comes from a Hebrew word which has the idea of anger, to burn, to be heated up, to be hot in the nose is the way they put it in that of the uh, dictionary. Now, (laughs) kind of an interesting uh, way of putting it, uh, we might uh, think. But what, what does the psalmist here mean when he says, fret not? Well, there is that of the ideal of here, of, of that of anger, being heated up. You know, one writer put it this way. Many times we get hot and bothered. We get hot and bothered by something. And this is exactly what the psalmist here is telling us. He's telling us, don't get all hot and bothered with regards to that of the seeming prosperity of the wicked. Fret not. Fret not thyself because of evil doers or those that would do evil deliberately. And beloved, we have multitudes of, of people who are doing that very thing in that of our day and time. They're doing evil and they're doing it deliberately. You know, he goes on to speak of workers of iniquity uh, there in verse number one. He says, Neither be thou envious or jealous against the workers of iniquity. 
That's what they are. They're, they're, they're workers of iniquity. They're workers, of, workers that do crime who, who do those things that are contrary to that which is right. And then we have those that are in seemingly positions of power and uh, they say, do it, do it, do it, that good may come. And yes, we can get a little bit hot under the collar when we hear that. If you watch Fox News, you'll probably get a little bit hot and bothered. Now, I'm not promoting Fox News here this morning. All I'm, all, all I'm saying to you, uh, you might get a little bit hot and bothered about s- s- some of the things or the issues uh, uh, that come up there on that news there. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. In other words, don't get all excited is what the psalmist here is telling us. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Now the first thing that I want you to note here is is that little word for there in that of verse number 2. It automatically identifies this statement here as that of a reason why that we should not get hot and bothered, why that we should not be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they, that is, those workers of iniquity, those evildoers, they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. I believe it was a couple of weeks ago that Don in the Sunday school class talked about metaphors. Well, here we have metaphors. He says, For they shall soon be cut down like, that little word like, like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Like. In other words, what the psalmist here is telling us is, is that these evil doers, these workers of iniquity, They're going to be like that of the grass that flourishes and that is green in that of the morning, but only to be cut down at the end of the day. And like that of the herb that dwindles up because of the lack of moisture. Beginning with verse 3, he tells us what to do. Rather than being hot and bothered about all of this, yeah, you know, it does seem like the wicked seemingly are prospering, you know, and, you know, here I'm trying to do those things that are right, pleasing to the Lord, and it seems like I get further and further behind, perhaps, maybe sometimes. We feel that way. Beloved, the Lord knows. The Lord knows everything about us and everything that's going on in that of our life. And He has a reason for that of what's going on in our life. Draw us closer to Him, for one thing. But note, He tells us here, 
trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Trust in the Lord. Trust is faith. Faith is based upon that of the Word of God. That's the only basis for that of faith in God. Faith based upon that of His Word. Faith involves receiving the Word of the Lord. Faith involves believing the Word of the Lord. Faith involves reliance on, putting confidence in that of the Lord and that of what He says in that of His Word. Taking God at His Word. We need to focus our eyes on that of the Lord. We need, beloved, to read His Word. And when we're focused upon that of the Lord and we're reading His Word, beloved, our eyes will not be focused upon that of the wicked and that of their evil doings. And besides, the Word of God tells us we know what their end is. Their end is like that grass flourishing green only to be cut down at the end of the day. That of herb that dries up. Trust in the Lord. But you note He doesn't stop there, does He? He doesn't talk about just having that of faith in God and our focus upon that of the Lord and that of His Word. But you know there's some action that comes along with this. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. The important word there, beloved, is that of do. Word good is characterizing that doing. That's the kind of doing that we're supposed to be doing. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Now, if you look back up in that of the first verse, what do we have? We have evildoers in verse number 1. Down here in that of verse 3, we have that of do doers that do good. I do that which is right. Do that which is pleasant. That which is pleasing unto the Lord. In other words, we could go to the New Testament and pick up what the Lord Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And beloved, put that with this. Doing good is keeping the commandments of the Lord. Doing that of what He tells us in that of His Word. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily or truly thou shalt be fed. Provision. Provision made for us. So shalt thou dwell in the land. Dwell in the land. Uh, I need to remember that the psalmist David is the one who is the author of this song. 
And so he's the king of Israel. The land. The land of Canaan. It was, it was something that was precious unto that of the Israelites. The Lord had promised them that of the land of Canaan. Beloved, we know, we know that there was those that didn't trust the Lord and didn't follow that of His ways and they died in the wilderness. They didn't get the inheritance, did they? But then there was that people who then did cross over and take the land, trusting the Lord. It was a land of promise. It was a land of prosperity and of goodness. You say, well... What does that have to do with me, Brother Steve? What does the land of Canaan have to do with me? Canaan was a type or it was a picture of that of the blessings of the world. A place of blessing. So what we have here is, is the psalmist David here, even though there was most likely that of a very practical uh, application here for him and that of the people of his day, beloved, there is still that of an application for us as the people of God today because, beloved, we're going to enjoy that of the blessings and the prosperity of the Lord also as we follow Him, as we trust Him, as we obey that of His commandments. And yet in the far yet future, beloved, we shall enjoy that of the promised land. Yes, that wonderful, wonderful, beautiful city of God will enter in. John saw it descending from heaven, we're told over in the book of Revelation, down to earth. Interesting, as we was reading today, several times here in this psalm, distinctly, it speaks of that of the inheritance of the land, the inheritance of the earth. We're going to know this earth in its newness as God's people one day. For you, you see, Peter tells us that out in the future, this old world, maybe not too far out in the future, this old world that we know today, it's going to burn up. Or it's going to burn. And then there will be a new heavens and earth. A new earth. Well, enough for that. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily or truly thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Delight thyself also in the Lord. The word delight has the meaning of enjoyment, to be fond of, to take pleasure in. Do you take pleasure in the Lord? Do you take enjoyment in that of the Lord? That is the things of the Lord? That that of communion with the Lord? The command here is to seek and to find that of our happiness, that, that of our joy in that of the Lord. 
Psalm tells us later on down in verse 16, a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. Oh, beloved, how true that is. We might have all of that of the silver and gold of the world, all of the land and lands of the world, and beloved, be as poor as a beggar before the Lord. Beloved, it's those who have the Lord who are rich. Rich with riches that cannot be taken away from them. We delight ourselves in the Lord and His Word, His ways we have all that we need and more. He shall give thee the desires of thine hearts. Our hearts are ordered by that which is pleasing in the sight of the Lord. If we are delighting in the Lord, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, our hearts are going to be ordered by that of the things of the Lord. And therefore, as we would then ask, we would be asking according to that of His will. And beloved, whatsoever we ask, which if it's according to His will, He's told us that it's ours. Has He not? What more can one have? What more can one have than that of the blessings of the Lord upon them in, in, in their lives? His goodness is beyond imagination. His goodness is beyond imagination. Verse number 5, he says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Commit thy way unto the Lord. The word commit here has the idea of rowing one's way or turning over to dislodge a burden from one's shoulders and to lay it upon that of God. Commit what? Row upon that of the Lord, what? Dislodge upon the Lord, what? That of your way. Your way unto the Lord. Leave it in that of His hands. Song comes to my mind. <coughs> Leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Commit thy way. Commit that of your path. That of everything about that of your way. That of your life. Unto the Lord. And note, he goes on to say again, trust in Him. In other words, trust Him for that of your way. Your pathway. That of everything that would come into that of your life. Trust Him. 
It's leaving our way, the cares of our way with the Lord. It's looking to Him for guidance in our pathway. It is realizing that He knows everything about us. That He knows everything that we need. He knows that of the path that we walked in the past. He knows the path that we're walking on. And beloved, that is the best path for us to walk on in the future. And He knows. He knows exactly what our needs are and what's going to come our way. Psalms goes on to say, He shall bring it to pass. What will He bring to pass? Our destiny will be joyfully accomplished. If we trust Him, He'll take care of, of everything. Oh, I know, you know, we come back to that of the wicked over here. They're all around us. They're, they're doing evil. Lord will take care of it. They may not be according to that of our timetable. Most likely it won't be. But the Lord is going to take care of it. We need not to be hot and bothered. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noon day. Again, we have that of the metaphors here. That little word as uh, is the key word uh, here that identifies that of the metaphor. He says, He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light. In other words, it will, it will shine like the light. And thy judgment as the noon day. Vindication. Yes, we'll be vindicated. As we sang that song, God will take care of you. Yes, He will. He does. He'll take care of our case. We can leave our reputation and vindication with that of the judge of all the earth. You know, in verse 7, He says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of Him who prospers in His way. Because of the man who bringeth the wicked devices to pass. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. When one rests, what takes place? What takes place when one is resting? Quietness. Hopefully. Hopefully, there's quietness, there's peace. Waiting patiently for the clearing up of that of the difficulties of providence. It's saying, I know the Lord is in control. I know He knows all about the situation and things are not happening by chance or by accident. It's saying, 
I know the Lord rules. And even though it may seem He's silent and is not doing anything about the situations, I don't know everything. I do know in His Word what He says. That's faith. That's trusting the Lord. <coughs> Fret not thyself because of Him who prospereth in His way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Again, don't be hot and bothered. Yes, they're prospering. But remember their end. In verses 8 through 11, we have one more command. All of these are commands, by the way, as we come down through here. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. He says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Kind of takes us back to that of verse number 1. And as you've seen already, three times the psalmist has told us to fret not. In other words, don't get all hot and bothered. Don't get all upset and angry. Don't get your blood pressure up. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. The word cease here has the meaning of let it go. Let it go. Not always the easiest thing. The ceasing here has to do with that of the anger. Anger against the arrangements of providence, perhaps. Because when we're looking at that of what's going on, it seems like it's just the opposite of what it should be. But we need to remember the Lord's in control. The pleasures of those who are doing their evil deeds, it will soon be gone. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Don't indulge in grumbling, disposition, and sin. Be on guard, for sin is deceitful. Three times we've told, we're told to fret not. That would seem to indicate that maybe we're prone to do that. To fret. Another person who was writing on that word fret said, the idea of worry. Worrying. Angry and, and, and worried about what's going on. Don't get all hot and bothered. For evildoers shall be cut off. <coughs> they shall be cut off. That's what the Word of God says. I love the shalls and the wills of the Scriptures. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord 
they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt demonstrate consider his place, and it shall not be. They're in this judgment. Their final state is not good. Over in Psalm number 9, the psalmist tells us, In verse number 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. I know. I know in our day and time, you know, people make fun of hell. Beloved, this is what the Scripture says. Yes, there is a hell. And yes, it is hot. We don't need to be hot and bothered. But believe me, those that are the evildoers, they're going to be hot. And they're going to be bothered. Big time. Yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. Speaks of that of the wicked, and that they'll not be. And not only will they not be, but that of their place will not be. That of what they called home. It will no, it will no longer be home for them. No, they don't have one that they... You don't like. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Peace and prosperity will be to the, uh, the righteous. Verses 9 and 11 we're told the righteous one, the gentle one, the one who walks with the Lord will inherit the earth. Will inherit the earth. What inheritance? What an inheritance. Let me ask you. Do you get all hot and bothered? I'm sure we all probably do at times. But we don't need to. It's not worth it. Because you see, in the end, Payday is coming. Payday is coming for that of the wicked, that of the evildoers, the workers of iniquity. And prosperity, blessing, peace for that of the righteous. Where do you stand with the Lord this morning? Do you know Him? Is He your Lord and Master? Is he, is he that of your Savior? Have you trusted in Jesus Christ for that of your personal sins? You say, well, what about my personal sins? Scripture tells us that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. And 
The good news is, is that that debt is paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ for all who will trust in Him. Have you trusted in Him? Do you know the hope of the sure hope of forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life? If so, then let, let it be known. Let it be known. If you're here, and this is where God would have you to serve. Let's stand. We'll have a closing hymn. In the back of your bulletin, you have an old hymn. And it's one that I really like. Because it tells me that you know why I'm a sinner. Christ received a sinful man. Sinner Jesus will receive sound this word of grace to all through the heavenly pathway all who linger all who fall sing it o'er and o'er again Christ receive with sinful Thank you.